Tiger's got 152 yards. Should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Tournament predictions and conversation on all the storylines across the PGA Tour. This is On the Green, WFUV's exclusive golf podcast. It's time for another major welcome to On the Green, WFUV's golf podcast, as Mike Calamari just graciously said. Sam Davis, Mike Calamari, we have... Uh, a little later on, uh, FUV alum Chris Hennessy, crazy to say FUV alum, he was doing this podcast with us when we started. He's not going to call in for, for some of the show in a little while, um, but uh, we're going to start with the Canadian Open on the PGA Tour. Uh, it was a very exciting tournament. Roy McIlroy, Tony Finau, and Justin Thomas were all paired in that final group. Roy ended up winning that tournament, defending his Canadian Open crown uh, obviously, it wasn't played last year, but 2019 was the last time they had that event, and he won it, so he wins again. And Mike, it's been a really, really interesting couple weeks for golf. Obviously, you know, I have to mention Live Golf as well, having their first event in London. So that tournament going on at the same time as the Canadian Open, it all sets up for the U.S. Open coming up this weekend, which we're going to talk about extensively. But first of all, just uh, a really interesting time for golf. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I think it's amazing what we just saw this past weekend with Live Golf having their first invitational in London a three-day tournament, no cuts, it ends Saturday, and then it's almost like you couldn't have scripted it any better how the Canadian Open finishes up with maybe two of the three best players in the world in the final grouping with Roy McIlroy and Justin Thomas. I know Scotty Scheffler's been playing great. He wasn't at the top or at the end there, but Rory, he finally gets his win this season, and Justin Thomas, he continues playing great golf, so just so much that you have to love about what we just saw this past uh, weekend. And it's like if the PGA Tour wanted anything better than what they got this weekend to counter live golf, they couldn't have because that's how good this tournament was. That's how much excitement there was around this Canadian Open. Yeah, we had a conversation. It's interesting last week. I think if you went back to our last episode of On the Green, it's almost like a uh, you know bad takes exposed because I think a lot of us were kind of looking at the Canadian Open field and thinking, oh, you know, it's a little little light this week. It's it's you know the attention was certainly on Live Golf and I think you know rightfully so considering it was the first tournament. But like you said, Mike, obviously having that tournament be three days: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which was obviously the decision of Live Golf to decide to hey, you know, we're going to switch up the way the format is in the PGA Tour and we're going to try and get more eyes on the sport on Saturday. Um, I guess they did that, but then come Sunday, like you said, uh, the PGA Tour, I think, proves uh, to the world that they still have some really, really good golfers. Obviously, Roy McIlroy, Justin Thomas, and Tony Finau being uh, some of those golfers. But, Mike, you know, I want to get your thoughts on 
the Live Golf, uh, the first tournament, uh, what your thoughts on that was. It was kind of, uh, to me, pretty weird to watch at first, being on YouTube. Uh, the leaderboard looked really weird. There's obviously, I mean, can we get a little more, some more letters than three for the I, last I know. Minutes? It's like, who who are these guys? Like, I'm looking at this leaderboard. It's even hard to tell the guys I know. Like, Dustin Johnson at first. I'm like, okay, who is DJSN? And then I realized mm-hmm. who. What? I don't know. It was you have just, to really think about it. it I, yeah, it was just weird the way that everything seemed to be organized. And I don't know, that was my impression of well, it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. It's better than I thought it was. It is really hard to produce golf. And yes. the fact they had that many cameras, that many angles, they didn't have the technology of the PGA Tour where you see the putt tracer or they didn't have the shot tracer. You know what bothered think. me a lot, too, which is kind of a minor thing, but not hearing the shot. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, like, when they hit off the tee, you can hear it because they have mics right down there. A lot of the ho- I didn't even notice that. Some honestly. of the some of the holes, they just you can't hear the shot, so it's just well, silent you, yeah, when you they're need swinging. Need that crowd mic. Us at WVU would know that more than anyone. Exactly. I mean, you need that mic because I think that adds to it. Makes you feel more like you're there versus just seeing it on TV. Yeah, and I, I just I think this past weekend legitimized the PGA Tour as the best player, or the I mean, the best place to play with the best players. Uh, more than anything, because of what we saw at Live Golf, it just didn't feel like the stakes were as high. How much did the guys actually care about winning? Because you know they were going to make money regardless on that event. The you know the the the, uh, the pot of money that were there for the winner was so high that you know it didn't feel like the stakes were that high. Whereas the PGA Tour, you really want to win. You want to get those FedEx Cup points. I don't. I think Live Golf is really in its early stages, and it really needs you know ten, twelve of the best players in the world, even for it to work. You need more than Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, who didn't play this past weekend, uh, Patrick Reed. You need more than Phil Mickelson. It needs at least ten or twelve of those guys to work. And right now, it's just not there. And I, I think it was more evident than anything this past weekend with how well the Canadian Open turned out. Yeah, I think what bothers me a little bit, and what is such a big contrast between the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Tour, is that. In Live Golf, these guys do not care about Live Golf at all. They, they, they have obviously they have no allegiance to them. They're just there for the money. It's obviously the first tournament, so maybe going forward they will start to show a little more pride in Live Golf, which to me makes me roll my eyes. But um, because it's all about the money for these guys anyway, versus the PGA Tour, where you see guys like Roy McIlroy and Justin Thomas really standing up for the league, standing up for what they believe is the best place in the world to play golf. And I think that's kind of what was proved in the Canadian Open on Sunday is that uh, no matter how, obviously there have been some guys shifting over to live and that's been a little concerning for the PGA Tour and I think a sign for them to make some changes as we've talked about in previous episodes here. But the, the best golfers in the world are still on the PGA Tour. You know, they're still there. Um, they're still playing collectively there. So that ultimately, I think, was refreshing uh, to see that um, with the Canadian Open this past weekend. But uh, I think we want to uh, bring in Chris Hennessy here, who is on the line. He's been waiting patiently. I know that he's been listening religiously to every episode that we've had. On, I think every episode that On the Green has everyone, done. Everyone, everyone. Every it's single not like one. It's there's anything going on in golf. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> really happening. So. Of course. Well, Chris, I'm dying, I'm dying to get your opinion on Live Golf, on everything that's happened over the last couple of weeks, and of course, also the Canadian Open this past weekend. But how you doing, man? It's it's really great to hear you. Life is good. It's good to hear you boys as well. It's good to hear you're back in um, in the United States here, Sam. Yes. And, uh, we're gonna have to play some golf here up in uh, up in Connecticut. Oh, we got fun to see. We gotta have the the WFUV tour. We gotta have the. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see New England on display this week. You know, I'm a 
I'm a New Yorker at heart, of course, but I'm a New England by New Englander by birth. So I'm, uh, as much as I don't like Boston sports, I'm uh, I'm excited to see some New England golf on display at Brookline. And um, yeah, I, I've got some takes on Liv. Um, I thought it was a disgrace because I like who is LWWD? Like you guys mentioned. <laughs> it, but if I just said those four letters a week ago, you guys would have looked at me like I had ten heads. But now we all know that's Lee Westwood. Chris, you didn't you didn't think it was better produced than you probably would have expected? Um. Like I, maybe my ex- no. my my expectations were like someone hold, like foreplay produced like not bad but just like a camcorder behind every person who's taking a hole and that was it. They had some no, angles. I they- expected I expected high quality because they hired a bunch of old golf channel people to come over and do it. I think a reason that we think it's high quality is because it was four and a half hours of consecutive golf. There was no commercial breaks. A lot of times you watch just PGA tour events like on Sunday at RBC. They're standing on the 18th tee and they go to commercial. And it's like, whoa, wait a second. Like now the 18th tee shot is this tiny little uh, picture up in the corner of the screen. And then I'm like, for a half hour, I was like, oh, this is nice. You know, they're just rolling through golf shots. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's because they have no sponsors because this isn't a business model. If if this was going to work, if this was something that was actually going to benefit the game, they'd have to have a business model, which they don't because it's impossible to only have 48 players playing to put this on YouTube and pay everybody billions of dollars and make money. It, it, to me, I I looked at it and said, Oh yeah, they're trying to sport wash us. They're not trying to make money. They're not trying to benefit the game. Like if there was any inkling of a viewer that actually believed that um, I think that was quickly squashed by the end of Thursday. But yeah, I mean, the shot, like the camera, the camera work was good. I thought the commentary was a disgrace. I think Arlo White has never watched golf in his life, and the leaderboard was a disaster. The leader, the point. leaderboard for me is the one where the comment. The com- I agree with Chris. The commentary was very bad. I, I I totally agree with that as well. It was just it just sounded like a knockoff golf tournament. I mean, everything about it just felt like it was like you know, kind of a knockoff. Maybe version I'm of- just maybe I just had so low expectations. But it surprised me. I think YouTube kills it. You know, if it's on a streaming service, if it's on a cable television site, then but like again, that it, that implies the, that this is a business, which it's not. It's well, they never going to. It's never going to get that. Yeah. No one, you know, network TV is not going to touch it. Mm-hmm. We know that, but I just think the fact that I went on YouTube to watch this just immediately goes against this having any credibility. You know, and I think that's what hurts it. If we turned on, you know. Uh, the golf channel and that was on. I think we feel and the leaderboard was different. I think we we have different feelings about it. I agree with you on that. To be honest, the leaderboard was, oh my god. I know. I agree. I think if you put it on cable television, it automatically becomes more legitimate, which makes sense. I mean, it it, it seems like something that okay, this this is a real tournament but, versus on YouTube. It's you know what is this? No ads. Obviously, you know, kind of a weird setup. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you on that. I think the legitimacy goes up if it's on cable TV, but it'll, it never will be. I mean, they're never going to get any any sponsors, are they? I mean, Chris, I, I think you could, I don't think you so, but I, w- in there on I don't want to cut you off, Sam, but I do want to ask Chris this. You know, there's now a lot of talk about, you know, maybe more players leaving. You know, what's the future of Live Golf? What happens, you know, when the last tournament happens at Live Golf? You know, like, how are they going to do this again next year? 
yeah. what's oh, the yeah. model the five yeah. years from now for Live Golf? I, I don't understand how this could be profitable in any way, and uh, if players are going to stay on the tour. So the answer to your question is chaos because all of these guys who were paid, like Phil paid two hundred million, DJ played one hundred and twenty. That wasn't the reporting, at least, is that that wasn't a bank wire of two hundred million dollars. That's a contract, like what Aaron Judge is going to get four years. $200 million for Phil to play and live golf for the next four years or five years. So this isn't going anywhere. Um, you know, your question of what happens after the Doral event, uh, there's an off season and they come back next uh, spring or summer with event number one out of what they said is going to be 14 eventually, not just eight. And yeah, I, I think the only way this impacts the tour is if people stop watching the PGA tour and Sunday at RBC was the highest watched round of the Canadian open ever. So if that continues, then we really have nothing to worry about. But if the ratings start going down and their big title sponsors like rocket mortgage, for example, come to them and say, look, you promised us a 1.2 and we're getting a 0.7. Like that's not worth this amount of money. We're paying you for advertising. We're not going to pay you less, or we're now just going to walk away entirely that's when it starts to get fuzzy. They also just signed a media rights deal that basically says CBS can like change CBS. I think can walk away if a certain number of the top 50 players just aren't playing. Um, so there's, there's concern in that as well. So are, are you, think, are you scared at all? If you're the PGA tour right now, is there a fear at all? Even a little no, bit, even if it's a little no. bit. Because really? there was no emotion, there was no juice, there was there was nothing. Every, the drama around Live is more interesting than the golf itself, which wasn't true on Sunday at RBC. That golf was incredible, and I think we're going to get great golf this weekend too. The golf at Live was an exhibition event; it was a member guest at best. Ooh, that was a nice rhyme there, Doctor Seuss style. <laughs> now, my uh, Chris, I I agree. Um, that's a great point there that the drama off the course is a lot more interesting than what actually happened on the course. Um, my question is, you know, before we jump into the U.S. Open, because we have a lot to talk about with that, of course, um, you know, the third major coming up this year for us. Um, my question is, are more guys going to, uh, do you see more players from the PGA Tour leaving and joining Live Golf? I know, obviously, you don't have a crystal ball and you can't really say for sure, but do you think there will be any other big names or any other even like, you know, uh, decent contenders in the PGA tour that will, uh, move on to live golf. hundred percent. Yes. Hmm. Because I, th I think, a I think lot if of guys you're, then I go. think if, 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 if you're the PGA tour, then you have to be a little nervous. You have to be a little scared. Well, I know Kepka, if you watched his U S open, um, press conference, he was very, you know, they asked him, you know, are, are you going to stay in the PGA tour? And he's like, well, I haven't gotten any, any phones ringing about going anywhere else. And he's basically like, where would his I go? Brother just won. Yeah, so. and they're like, where would you go? And he's like, and he said, where would you go to the to press? And they were like, well, I mean, live golf. We're obviously talking about that. Like he was very coy about the whole ordeal. And I, I think he's a guy that could go over. I'm not sure if Chris, you you can think of anyone else. I know Pat Perez. Pokrak. Pat Pokrak's Perez. the big one that can go. I mean, he's not gonna win a major. What about Ricky Fowler? He, I heard that was rum there were rumblings about him too. About Shane? No, Ricky Fowler. Oh, Ricky. Oh, yeah. Ricky is going to go. Matt Wolf's going to go. Bubba's going to go. Mm, yeah. Um, 
I don't think Shane's going to go. I, I could see Brooks going for sure. Yeah. Um, this is obviously per, pure speculation. Uh, I could see Henrik Stenson going after the Ryder Cup because if he goes now, he gets his captaincy stripped because um, they're not allowed to participate in the Ryder Cup. So I could see him going after the Ryder Cup in 23. Um, I'm just like throwing names out there. You know, there's a couple guys with connections, Ricky being the big one. But yeah, I mean, is Pat Perez going surprising? No. And Rory said it the other day, like, because these guys said that they weren't going doesn't mean they're not going. It just means that they weren't going for the price they were being told back in February. Remember, our first podcast was right after Riviera, and we were like, this thing is dead. Like, it's over. And then we got to the players, and Monaghan took a victory lap. And it's like, wow, like, the PGA Tour won this. And then Liv bumped up all their pay, and everybody went, including Pat Perez, who said he was never going to go, including Dustin Johnson, who said he was never going to go. So, and Rory said it this week, he had a great quote uh, that I sent to you guys. So if I can pull up our, uh, our group, group chat, chat of course, yeah. he said, I, uh, the question was, why did you say this was dead in the water? The question, I'm wondering what do you feel like you got wrong, whether it's about the state of the game or about your peers or where this thing has more life than initially thought. His answer was, I guess I took a lot of player statements at face value. I guess that that's what I got wrong. You had people committed to the PGA tour and that's what the statements that were put out. People went back on that. So I guess I took them at base te- base value. I took them at their word and I was wrong. I mean, that's just a shot at Dustin Johnson from the best, from maybe the best golfer on planet earth right now. That's a shot at a lot of guys. I think, I mean, like you mentioned, there was a lot of guys saying that they were, you know, not going to leave. Well, and- I think DeChambeau walked away with Dustin Johnson when they both were rumored to go around that February time, if I'm correct. Yep. So, I mean, I, it's just what's happening now. And I'm interested in what you think about this. It seems like Roy McRoy has become the voice for the PGA Tour. Uh, As he should. And he's gotten a lot of people, a lot of love for speaking out. So, against that, I think every time he gets that, he keeps on doing more of it. You know, gets the shades at Greg Norman after winning the Canadian Open. You know, I got one more win than this guy. Um, so, all that stuff. And. Does golf, like, does this help the PGA Tour or maybe just the sport of golf in some way that they can build around a face of the sport maybe? Because it's now PGA Tour versus Liv, and if Rory or Justin Thomas becomes the face of the PGA Tour, you know, maybe in some weird way that helps them. Right. You have Rory, JT, Rom, Scotty, and Max. That's, like, I'll I'll take those five to build a, build a tour around, plus 100 years of history, but... If Liv got those five guys, we're having a whole different conversation. And they didn't. They got Dustin Johnson, who's the most boring guy on the planet. <laughs> Taylor Gooch, who spells his name wrong. And Phil, who's a 1,000 years old. They, other than that, who did they get? They got a bunch of South African guys and a bunch of amateurs. Taylor so, Gooch spells his name what? T-A-L-O-R. T-A-L-O-R. <laughs> Jesus. I, like, if you're going to say at the end of the day, for life, the PGA Tour has Rory, JT, Rom, Scotty, and Max. I think they're going to be fine. That's a great but point. But if one Chris. of those five guys goes, if two of those five guys go, different conversation. I think you could put a, a number of other guys in that conversation as well. I only put Homa in there because of how popular he is on social media. He's very big in the, both the podcast games, foreplay and no laying up. Like he's a big face for the younger golf fan. I do think he's going to win one eventually. The other four guys are stalwarts and major champions. 
I, I do have one more question for you, Chris, before we, you know, Sam takes us over to the U.S. Open. How does this change golf coverage for the majors? Like, if Dustin Johnson wins this weekend, That's how is the PGA Tour going to tweet about it? How is, you know, the golf channel is going to cover it? Like, if miraculously a live golf guy wins the U.S. Open, I can just totally see, you know, fire being, like, all over the place. Just mayhem. That That's the biggest thing for me because the PGA Tour is tweeting out, oh, these are the groupings for the U.S. Open. I'm like, you know, what if Phil was in that Justin Thomas Roy grouping? I don't even know if that was a group. But, you know, what if that happened? And it's just so much harder to cover it now from, you know, a media standpoint. That is an excellent question. Um. PGA Tour Twitter is the more interesting question, I think, because the Golf Channel has to cover the event. Um, that's their job, and they're going to do it. Um, PGA Tour Twitter, yeah. If Dustin Johnson's in the final, if Dustin Johnson holds out from the fairway, are they going to post that highlight on Twitter? I mean, they like can't. I just looked up, I just looked up at PGA Tour Masters to see what they did for the Masters, and one of the first things that comes up is the Rory Morikawa double hole out video. So like. If that happens and Dustin Johnson's involved, do they post that video? I, I, just, I don't think they can. The what if Dustin Johnson wins it? Are they just silent? They're just going to go silent now on the fact that I he guess. won it? I guess. It just if creates a whole nother world of problems, in my opinion. Yes. Agree. If there's golf gods, by the way, the final group on Sunday is DJ and Rory. <laughs> that That's what I was about to say. Just to like try and you know start to transition to the U.S. Open is that I'm really interested in seeing if any live golf guys get paired with a guy like Rory, a guy like JT, you know, some of the members of the PGA Tour that have been extra outspoken because that would be really dramatic. That would be really exciting. I'm not sure if it'll happen based off the group that is playing live. I mean, Phil, we'll get into Phil and DJ a little bit later when we pick our, our, our top 20s, which we've been doing for the first two majors. We'll do it for the U.S. Open as well. Um, you know, we're talking about DJ potentially winning. I don't think he's on anyone's radar to, to come, you know, to win this tournament, but it very well could happen. And if it does, I mean, I think it would create some really, really interesting and dramatic scenarios um, with Rory and, and, and JT, especially is what I think about. Um, but obviously, I think it's easy. I think it's easy for us to say that, oh, DJ is not going to win. But six years ago, he won this tournament on the hardest golf course on planet Earth in Oakmont. Yeah, he's won two so, majors. And I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he definitely I, has the potential for sure. The 2020 Masters, you could argue, doesn't count. It was played in November. Course was soft as hell. Like, whatever. Like, that U.S. Open was legitimately impressive. And he should have won the 2015 U.S. Open. He should have won the 2010 PGA. We know the history. But would it shock me if he finished in the top 10? No. I'm not going like, to pick him. But it wouldn't shock me if he was teeing off at 147 on Sunday and NBC has got to put the camera. There he is, Dustin Johnson in contention again at 37 years old. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. So let's jump in, of course, to the U.S. Open. I, you know, Chris, you mentioned basically right at the top of the show about um, golf in New England. This will be uh, played at the Country Club in Brookline and, and right near Boston. Uh, it's a nice, beautiful shot of the skyline of Boston. Um, I'm from Connecticut. I'm from New England as well, just like you, Chris. So obviously I'm excited to see a golf tournament uh, in New England. Um, and, uh, you know, I watched a very interesting uh, a hole-by-hole preview on YouTube I found um, just with those drone shots and overlooking every single hole 
of the Country Club. And, um, you know, I saw number 14, which is a 619-yard par 5. At least that's what it said in the video. It might be a little longer, a little <laughs> bit shorter. That's insane. Um, it also has part of the fairway is like 100 yards up. So, you, you know, you have your first shot. If you miss the fairway, you have a really tough second shot to get on that elevated part of the fairway and a very small green in the back. So that looks like an incredibly difficult hole. There's a number of really hard holes here. What I find really interesting about this course, um, you know, and Chris, I'll go to you first, is uh, how, how much rough there is, like, in front of the fairways. There's a lot of hidden fairways, and the rough is like almost not maintained it looks very like er, like it was just there and they didn't touch it um which i think is kind of cool it adds to the aesthetic but it also could uh create some problems for these golfers it it looks like this course will be uh very challenging for these guys this weekend that's what it looks like for sure and i just read a tweet from daniel rapaport from golf digest where he said you know back in 2020 when the master uh the, not the masters the u.s open was at Winkfoot. Bryson obviously won and Matt Wolf was right there. And those are two guys with the ball, ball a mile. It was just a bomb and gouge fest. And that's not going to happen this week because there's not a lot of areas to run, skirt the ball up onto the green. Like that's not a play you can make. So if you're in the rough, you're going to have to get the ball in the air, which is as you know, I'm sure we all know, like I, we know playing new England rough, this thick, disgusting grass, Trying to get that ball up in the air is not easy. And that's what they're going to have to do. Like when Bryson was missing the fairway, he was missing it 347 yards away from the tee and taking a pitching wedge, playing it off his back foot, skirting it up two putt par. And he won pretty easily doing that. They're not going to be able to do that this week. So fairways is a huge, huge dictator of who wins this golf tournament. Yeah. And I think that's what the historically the, U.S. Open is because of how tough the rough is. And I think, you know, the Wingfoot U.S. Open where DeChambeau win was kind of an anomaly because of how far he was able to drive it. And then it didn't really matter where he was because he was already pretty close to the green. So I think that's what makes it picking a little different. You know, when you're looking at who you're going to take as, you know, your favorite for our last segment or your sleeper, trying to find guys that probably have that high fairway percentage and, you know, also have, you know, a good approach to the green. I think those are you know, probably key things to watch out for because the mistakes are probably going to happen, you know, off the tee. If you're not, you know, in the fairway, then you're probably set up, you know, for a bad hole. Whereas I think that Wingfoot U.S. Open, DeChambeau was able to get away with it a lot more. Yeah, so I want to jump in, you know, before we, we start with our with our top 20 picks, uh, which is always such a fun segment to really try. And, and I feel like anytime we do this, it's always like literally you could flip a coin and basically most of us will still have the same record even just like that's how difficult hey, it is hey that's not true I Maybe, went nine four. i'm sorry i'm sorry i i was i was about to say except for chris that <laughs> the rest of us here obviously just kind of like i basically just flip a coin and it seems like th- that's just how difficult it is to pick majors and pick golf tournaments but which uh, isn't really true because i lost um the masters one mike won the masters one going away so i got mm-hmm. i got lucky with the with the PGA, I have to say, and we've um, all, have we all picked a winner now? Has Andrew picked a winner? Uh, let's see. I, I don't think my, he did. My winner is yeah. the worst. I have the Zurich winner. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Andrew picked Sam Burns to win the Schwab. So only Will Talent and we didn't pick it. last week because we were too caught up with Liv yeah. that we didn't even pick. So, the, so the mainstays of of on the green, I guess you could say, you know, the four of us, we all have picked a winner. So that that's something but to I, be proud wait, about. Are we two and zero oh on majors? Like someone's yeah. gotten a winner each major. Yeah. Right? Correct. Yes, because I, I picked JT Scotty, for, for PGA. Yep. So yep. 
that's, so there's a lot of pressure. There's here. a lot of pressure. If we go four and zero in majors, that means that we someone has picked a, a winner yeah. on each major. So there's a there's I a lot of pressure. I think we have here. to start signing edge. I think I think we should go to live if we get four. Like, <laughs> like dude, that's a. Uh, we talked a lot about how media handles this. What about on the green? Do we start picking live golf winners? <laughs> I I don't think we should pick live golf winners. That's um, a huge narrative. Does on the green I, discuss live golf? Uh, in, in next no, week's episode? we're loyal. I mean, if you hear the intro, it's in all things on the PGA tour. Oh, of course. Well, we got to change that now. No, no, we're, I think, we're still PGA Tour. <laughs> I think the loser has to buy a Fireballs GC hat, though. You guys didn't really respond can you, to that. Can you go to the store? <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you send me oh, that yeah. link? Yep, hold on. Um, you guys right. were hitting on some of the logos. I would say about 80% of them are not not good at all. There are a couple nice ones. Well, the names are weird, though. The names are the names objectively are, just bad. Like, Four Aces all is a nice logo. I just hated how they described them. I know I mean, this isn't nothing to do with U.S. Open, but... They were like, this is a team that loves to be in flight. The high flyers. Like, what does that even mean? Like, That's really dumb. That, I didn't even hear that. That's yeah. the no, first time there's the that. draft. They were like oh introducing the teams. They're like, this is a team. Like, they, they, they're like saying like their captain has to match their team name. I don't, I don't know. It, the thing with the thing, and I know we already talked about it. We, the thing is they're redrafting all the teams. So the teams have no effectiveness. They're just clip art logos with weird names and the same captain so the, there's new teams or new players in the teams new players on the teams same captain is that every week every event for every event correct oh i didn't so know it's that. like you can't, I thought it was you like can't one... be like ah oh, i want to be a i'm gonna flyers be a... fan no because they're gonna change every single week. i want to be a four aces fan you, well, you can be a four aces fan if you're a dj guy yeah, but, but you the... can't be a four aces fan if you're a wait 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 the captain the captains stay the same the captain stays the same. So he redrafts a new team every week. That, I don't like right. that. I feel like, yeah, if, like right. if you want people to root for your teams, if you want people to buy merchandise, if you want people, you know, then but you does, need to have the same team. Is DeChambeau team. a number one overall pick, or is he a captain? Uh, that's, a go- that's a great question. I'm sure like, he'll like, be a captain. Does a captain get bumped? Like, ah, I'm sorry, Well, man. I'm sure he's a captain just because he's a big name. It's not even like he's that good right now. I mean, Phil, obviously, is not I know, playing but good like, golf right now. But who, who gets bumped from the captain list? That's a good point. Uh, we're gonna have to find out in Portland. Anyway, anyway, let's get, let's get back on track. No, we, Sam, I want to talk about live let's golf. Let's get back on track to <laughs> the more important, you know, storyline this weekend. The only storyline, basically, for for this weekend is obviously being the U.S. Open. There's a couple pairings before we jump into the top twenty. I just want to mention that, um, you know, I think are are, are pretty interesting, exciting. Uh, Neiman, Cameron Young, and Will Zalatoris. Uh, yep, I highlighted that one. That's too. A, that's a very good pairing. I like that. Um, JT, Victor Hovland, and Tony Finau. Obviously, two of those guys were in the final group in the uh, Canadian Open, so that should be uh, pretty exciting to see them playing together again. Uh, and D- it's JT Zalatoris too, right? JT Zalatoris Finau? I thought it was JT ha- uh, Victor Hovland and Finau. Oh, you're right. You're Zalatoris right, you're is right. with Cameron Young. And, and, you're and right. Okay. Joaquin I was thinking Neal. JT Zalatoris. They just were in the, the playoffs. Yeah, no, no. That would be exciting too, though. Um, and then, you, of course, you have... Uh, I think in the afternoon, I think it's DJ and Phil are not in the same group, but they're back-to-back groups. So I think if you're you're interested in watching some live golf guys, um, you you turn on the TV in the afternoon, and then you have uh, Rory Matsuyama and Xander Shoffley is is a pretty pretty exciting group as well. Um, did I miss any groups there, Chris or, or Mike? I'm not really sure. Those were the big ones for no, me. No, you named the big groups. I'm just looking at the picks 22. Did we pick for the Memorial? We did, right? I don't remember. I, I don't did. think I was on that week. If we, if if you guys did, 
I'm gonna have to look because you, you don't have that in the document. We have to we have to I keep have up to date with that. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. I have two more: Brooks, Cam Smith, and Scotty off of ten at one twenty-five. Yes, I was. I forgot. That's the one I forget. Yes, that's a great group. Yep. And Shane is playing with two live guys. I think he's playing with Louis and Charles. I thought it was. I thought it might have been Phil. Louis and Phil is that who? It, Maybe. Yep, Louis and Phil. Louis right. and Phil. So yeah. that scares me. You know, as a as a stout Shane Lowry supporter, he's going to get recruited. Um, is that what you're saying? Are you thinking over the round of a, golf they're going to recruit him? It's a fear. Of <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. I do not I don't think, think that. But no, there's, there's definitely some exciting groups uh, for the weekend. But I think we're going to jump into our top twenty. Um, so we're just going to go down the list like we always do. It's a similar list as we've had in the past. We've kind of subbed out names here and there. Can I uh, find for, this? Can I find this list? It's here. It's in for the... each major. Yeah, it's, it should be in the okay. in the in the in the Google Sheets, I think. Um, but we're going to start with uh, you know the guy who has um, won the Masters, Scotty Scheffler. Um, I'll go. I'll go, Mike, and then I'll go, Chris, and then back to me. So, Mike, you can start. Scotty Scheffler is he going to make the top twenty? Uh, yes, I don't even need to explain it that much. He's an easy pick for me. Um, I know he's kind of cooled off a bit, but if I'm going to pick guys to finish inside the top 20, Scheffler's on the top of my list. Uh, yeah, I would tend to agree. Obviously, the PGA was scary, um, but I think he'll bounce back, so I'll go yes. Yep, I'm with you guys as well. That's, that's yes for me also. He's got five top 20 finishes in his last six events. The PGA is the only one, and obviously that was pretty weird for him to miss the cut. Um, considering how well he's been playing, but I think he'll get back on track. Um, next is going to be John Rahm. Um, it's kind of a difficult call. Uh, Mike, I'll go to you first. For Rahm? Yeah. I'm going to go, yes, to finish inside the top 20. He won it last year. He's playing better golf now than he you know, has at the beginning of the season, in my opinion. Um, obviously, that, that win in, at the Mexico um, Open. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go Rahm to finish inside the top 20. I'm going to say no. Um, partially because I want to pick up points on Mike, but also <laughs> strategic pick there for you. Chris. I just he just hasn't played well. Like he is outside the top twenty in both of the majors so far. And sure, he played very well at Mexico Open, but and he I mean, he was Alan ten, and I he's top ten in, top ten in Memorial. Yeah, he did top ten in Memorial, but he plays very well there traditionally. Talent and plays I did very the well Mexico at the US Open. Episode. Yeah, but it's a different course. Yeah, it's a different year. course. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to say no. Uh, yeah, Chris, I'm with you. I'm going to go no. Um, it's hard to pick against a defending champ, even though it's a different course. I think, you know, maybe there's some sort of confidence going into the fact that he, you know, has won the U.S. Open before. Um, but, you know, and he's, he's, he's performed really well in majors in the past, but this year has been uh, definitely an exception. He was 27th at the Masters, 48th at the PGA Championship. So I don't really see a lot changing here. I'm going to say Rom is a no. Um, next is Colin Morikawa. So, uh, Mike, back to you. What do you think? I'm going to go three straight yeses to finish inside the top 20. For Morikawa. I like Morikawa. And did, didn't he not in the last two? I don't think he did, right? He, he oh, no, 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 no. I think he might have no, he, at, at the Masters. He backdoored it at the Masters. Yes. Okay. Uh, with the and then he did not at the PGA. Got so it. he's been playing pretty brutal golf, actually. Top twenty uh, sixth at RBC Heritage, fifty fifth at the PGA Championship, fortieth at the he's Charles Schwab. He's been playing Schwab. pretty terrible. He but got I'm cut pick him. <laughs> at the Memorial Tournament. But sometimes you have to fade how they've been playing, and you get a surprise week. He's just so good with the irons that, like, if he turns it on. Like this is a per. I feel like this is kind of a good situation for him, um, and I know the putting's a little shaky, but you know 
he's if he can stay in the fairway, which he does a pretty good job at, then I'm confident he can finish inside the top twenty. <sighs> I want to say yes, but I'm I I think I'm going to say no. I I just haven't seen it from him this season. I, if you had asked me before the season, pick a guy who's going to win a major championship, I would have picked Tom Morikawa. And now I'm saying he's not going to finish in the top twenty. It just hasn't been that season for him. So I'm going to go no. Yeah, I'm with you, uh, Chris. I'm afraid we're picking too many similar here, but I'm going to go no as well with Morikawa. Um, just not playing good golf right now, playing simple. Um, and while sometimes I think you're right, Mike, you can have a turnaround, um, especially in a big major and a big event where you know a guy is going to really bring it, but uh, I just don't see it happening for Colin uh, this weekend. Next is Justin Thomas, who has been on a roll um, I picked him to win the PGA. Was very proud of that pick. He also was eighth at the Masters. So, Mike, what do you think about Justin Thomas this weekend? I'm going to go yes inside the top twenty. Pretty easy for me here. He's just on absolute roll after winning the PGA Championship. Continued things at the uh, Canadian Open. So, uh, not much to talk about here. Uh yeah, I agree. Yep. I mean, that's a third for me as well. Uh, he's just an exper- a real experienced golfer. I think that showed at the PGA. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I see him in the top 20 easy. Next is uh, Dustin Johnson, who we talked about earlier with Live Golf. Uh, does he uh, make the top 20 here at the U.S. Open? Mike? Um, I'm thinking. <laughs> Split decision. Do you want me to come back to you? No, I'm going to say no. I need a no in there. And he just was at, you know, he's not been on the PGA Tour, a lot of pressure. So I think this is, you know, where it comes crashing down for him. Yeah, bad juju. I'm going to say no. As I said before, I wouldn't be surprised if he did finish in the top 20. Um, but I, he just hasn't played very well in major championships this year. I mean, he was cut from the PGA. And oh, he finished tied for 12th, actually, in the Masters. Not as bad. As, I, I know he, he kind of backdoored that. But, I, yeah, I think there's some bad juju. Uh, and if you can't win the live, uh, you can't win uh, this. So, no. Yeah, no, I think that's a perfect way to put it. I mean, when you have when you're when you're uh, not looking that impressive on the Live Golf Tour, I think that ultimately is uh, a perfect sign of him just not playing good golf right now. Um, so I'm going to go no as well with Dustin Johnson. Also, why would I want to, to be honest? Why would I want to root for a guy on the Live Tour to to make the top twenty? I'm not going to be doing that. Yeah, I'm I, mean, I used to be a huge DJ chaos. fan too, and not anymore. Like I'm going to be rooting for Rory and JT and the guys that have been standing up for the PGA Tour. I'm not going to be rooting for Phil and Dustin Johnson. That's just you know. So th- that's part of my decision as well. They also have a ton of you know controversy, a ton of stuff going on around them, extra kind of distractions, which I think really hurts um, in a big time golf tournament. So um, speaking of one of those guys standing up for the PGA, it's Roy McIlroy. Uh, Mike, what do you got on him, Roy McIlroy? I mean, I'm, it's a yes. I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, this is the hardest yes, like not most difficult, but like my surest yes, because this yeah. guy has the most confidence in the world. He's pimp walking all over the place. Was this guy gets going, his strut, his little bounce, unreal. And he's bouncing right now. Yeah, right now he's just got a big chip on his shoulder, I think. He's just like, you know, playing with this attitude of, you know, obviously uh, strong uh, – pride for the PGA Tour, but also just playing really good golf right now. Um, and it's interesting, the last two majors, which are obviously in different circumstances than he is now, but he played really well on Sunday when he was kind of out of contention. Uh, he was 64. Well, that's his formula, man. That's yeah. A, that, that's, when we were at Bethpage, he was outside of the, he was outside the top 20 and then finished like fourth. 
Because so he so has well. a way of those like backdoor kind of top 20 covers there because he was 64 at the Masters like we talked about. He just had an unbelievable day when he was kind of out of it, 68 at the PGA on Sunday. Um, he can win this tournament if he if he plays a more consistent weekend for sure. Um, but I think at the very least, I think picking him top 20 is, is kind of a no-brainer just with um, at the very least on Sunday he, he, he finds a way to uh, put out a really good score and uh, definitely make that top 20. So next is Matsuyama. Um, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, he's just not been playing good golf recently. It's an easy decision for me. I need no's on my board. So yeah, you got a lot of yeses so a far. no for me. Uh, pretty much the same for pretty much the same reason. I need another no, and I think we've had him on the list both times, and he was a no. Or no, he was a yes at the Masters, but like barely. So I'll go with no. I feel like I've got a decent amount of no's, but I'm still going to go with a no for, for Matsuyama. He was 60th at the PGA, kind of barely made that cut. Um, four, he, he was top 20 at the Masters, but, um, you know, defending champion, I think that kind of played into that. Um, he's kind of been hit or miss up and down this season, um, but a lack of success recently has got me trending towards uh, no for him. Next is Max Homa, who we added in, uh, I believe, for the PGA Championship. We didn't obviously have him in the Masters one, but he's been playing very good golf lately. Mike, what do you think about Max Homa? Yeah, he's been playing the golf that you want to see. I think, you know, he's one of the younger guys, but he's been doing you know a great job so far this season. He's 31, and he feels like he's much younger, but, you know, he's pro since 2013. He's got the Wells Fargo Championship win. He's also got another win. Fifth at the Memorial. Four top ten finishes this year. He's eighth in the FedEx Cup rank. I'm going to go yes. Yeah, I'm going to say yes as well. This is obviously my guy. Um, I, I advocated for him to be added to the list. Uh, he played at the 2013 USAM here, uh, which Matthew Fitzpatrick won. A little something to watch out for there. Uh, and I heard an interview with him, said he likes the course a lot. Uh, not as hard as he thought it was going to be. Uh, in his practice round um and i love watching him play golf and he's the funniest twitter follow of all time i don't know if you guys saw his tweet about the um did you guys see his tweet about the the first round pairings no i don't think so so he says he's paired with spieth and adam scott and home is a normal looking guy adam scott like a certified hot guy spieth losing his hair he goes, I know the USGA likes having themes for these groups, but it seems a little bit superficial to have one ba- strictly based off good looks. That being said, I'll take it. Oh, I think that's I did stuff. see that. I think I did see that, actually. That's just that's just good stuff right there. So I'm going to go yes on Max Homa. Yeah, Max Homa is a fun guy to root for. I mean, he's just, I, I feel like everyone roots for him. And plus, I feel like I know a lot about his game just because he is like – involved in so many interviews and just constantly you know in the media which i think is pretty cool um and he just seems to be gaining a ton of confidence lately uh, especially at majors you know that top 20 at the pga for him i think really helped him after the win at wells fargo uh to continue that confidence keep that rolling um so yeah i've got him in the top 20 as well i i, I think he's going to keep that rolling keep playing good golf uh next is jordan spieth so uh mike what do you got uh no for me from spieth it's almost just like I need nose, and as history You're says, just finding nose somewhere. I need nose, and I, I'm gonna go heavy no to end it. But I just gotta take who's been playing, you know, better golf, and I, I just think speed falls out of that for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, he didn't play well at the Masters at all. He got cut. He played okay at the PGA. I don't know that this this course, this tournament, even really sets up for him. The one U.S. Open he's won was at Chambers Bay with not a lot of rough and the crazy weird greens that were killing everybody except for him. Um, 
I wouldn't be surprised if Spieth ends his career with one U.S. Open. I just think that was a weird one. And the traditional U.S. Open, which this very much is, doesn't really suit his game. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm going to go no. Um, hasn't done much at all at the majors this year. Uh, I think, you know, he's got some nice moments around the, the, the season, but not really when it matters most. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not really in on Jordan Spieth. Next is an interesting one, a, a new addition. Obviously, Tiger uh, was in this for the first two. He's not playing in the U.S. Open. He, you know, is putting all of his effort into preparing for the Open Championship. Um, so we've got Phil Mickelson in his place the live, the live golf tour not in his place i shouldn't say that because you cannot you know you can't even say that you can't even compare these two at this point but uh phil mickelson mike what do you got on him yeah i mean if you watch the live golf tour he putted horrendous and he just does not look the same at all and if putting's the thing he's not doing a good job at i can only imagine how he's going to be off the tee and in the rough at the u.s open he got killed last time at the u.s open if i remember correctly Oh, wing foot he got cut um easy no for me uh, yeah, the U.S. Open wasn't his tournament when he was in his 20s and 30s. It's certainly not going to be his tournament at 52 years old. And it's certainly going to be not be his tournament when he's 52 years old, and or 51 years old, excuse me, not 52 yet. And uh, he uh, hasn't played golf in a long time outside of the live, which doesn't really count, I would go for no. So, uh, no, he's not going to finish in the top 20. Yeah, he hasn't played a full golf tournament in a really long time. Obviously, the Live only being three days. So, And even at the Live, he did not look good at all. So to me, this was a very easy decision, probably the easiest on this list. And it's a no for, for Phil Mickelson. Xander Shoffley has been he playing. Hasn't, sorry, he hasn't finished in the top 20 at the U.S. Open since Marion in 2013 when he lost to Justin. When Rose. is his last top 20 finish well, that's an easy at point all, for I want to say? I mean, when is... Oh, well, the PGA. He won the PGA. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah that's kind of... Okay, yeah, so... I mean, just obviously taking off a lot of time and then coming back and not looking good at all and live makes that pretty easy. But Xander Shoffley, um, you know, he's been playing much better golf lately. Mike, what about Xander Shoffley? Uh, I'm still going to go now because I have not seen it at the major yet. I know he did not do good at the Masters. I was so high on him at the Masters. How did he do at the PGA Championship? I was going to say, I thought he did pretty well at the PGA. Yeah, he started out well and then just kind of plotted in the middle and finished T13. Yeah. So he finished tied so for thirteenth at the memorial. He was tied for eighteenth. He's been playing golf. Byron Nelson tied fifth. I'm sticking with <laughs> it though. You're starting to, you're I'm starting sticking, to doubt it. I'm sticking with it though because <laughs> I, 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 I know, it's a big tournament and I don't know. I love Xander, but I need some. Didn't nose. you pick him to win at the Zurich? Or didn't you say you want you picked him? You picked the Zurich winner, right? Yeah, it was Xander. Yeah, but it was him and Cantley. So, so you're going against your guy. It was him, him and Cantley. Yeah, him and Cantley. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm going now. I'm going to say yes for all the reasons Mike just used for no. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like me too. I'm going to go yes as well. Um, he obviously struggled at the Masters, like you said, but four top 20 finishes in a row, uh, including the PGA. So I think even though you know I, I, I don't see him in contention to win this tournament, um, he very well could, but I just don't think it's – I don't think he's at that level yet with how he's playing, but I think you know a top 20 finish is definitely pretty reasonable for Xander. Uh, Cam Smith, we just have a couple more guys. Cam Smith here, what do you think? Yes. The putting's too good. I'll pick him yes every single time. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I think I, I, he could get it out there, too. I know he's a smaller guy, um, but he can get it out there, which I think is going to be key as well. So I'm going to say yes. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys as well saying yes. Um, Canadian Open did not look good. 
Um, but at the majors this year, he has been, you know, playing really well, and obviously putting helps a lot, uh, especially in major tournaments. So, you know, Cam Smith is a pretty easy yes, or it's a, it's a, you know, a guy you can definitely place a lot of trust in, uh, finishing top twenty. And then finally, Brooks Kepka, uh, Mike. Uh, no, I think there's just so much drama around him right now. I watched that press conference. I know he's geared up for the U.S. Open, you know, but you know he hasn't been playing a lot of golf recently. I know he's a majors guy. But I could totally see him getting cut this week, join Live Golf next week. So if I had <laughs> wow. to guess, I it's think like, that's more likely than he finishes top 20. It's like Snoop Dogg, right? There's so much drama in the LBC. It's hard being Snoop D-O-double-G. Like, I feel like it's hard to be Brooks right now. His brother's over there. Everybody's asking him. Like, he's not having fun. So I'm going to say no as well. Yep. I mean, I'm with you guys again. I'm going to say no. Um, cut at the Masters, and he barely made the cut at the PGA. Um, me and Andrew were dueling over that as he picked him to win and I picked faded him and he just made the cut at the PGA but barely um, in addition to missing the cut at the Masters so he's just not playing good golf right now and I think like you guys mentioned the distractions don't help either so that is it that is our top 20 you know picks there Uh, we'll have to log them and and, and check back next week to see uh, which one of the three of us uh, wins out on that. I think the overall. Well, you standings... and I are going to be tied at the end, Sam, because we picked the, the exact same. Did we really pick the same for every single one? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, no, no. We might have. Uh, we actually might yep. have. Oh, jeez. We sure did. Are you guys so... kidding me? That's crazy. I didn't oh, even think of that. He went after me. It's not my fault. Yeah, but I, I already had these written out. I mean, you can come look at them. If I, well, you can't <laughs> physically. I, I'll show you on the Zoom screen the, these these picks right here. I have them written out. All right, all right. Tell whatever, you. tell yourself whatever you it, want to hear. It sounded like Mike was the one over there, you know, you know, hesitating on some of his. Oh, picks. I, I mean, had no I went in cold, I, but, but I look. You can see, I did not. I went different than you guys. I have no. I had no hesitation in mind because I had these planned out. So sometimes you need to fade logic with these picks. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you kind of just have to go against the grain, and sometimes that ends up working out. So we'll see how that does um, for the three of us. But I believe Chris is in first, uh, and then Mike, and then I think. Me and Andrew, I think, are tied, I want to say. Um, in top 20s or in picks in total? Or picks in total. Picks in total, it's a three-way tie at the top, and you're just behind. Oh, wow. So I'm still in last, technically. Well, that, I mean, that talent. I mean, I'm well, I guess if you count, well, he's a good kid. But, I, mean, he I, no I guess point. if you count, but the talent hasn't been a regular. I'm among the regular uh, on the green uh, but you, you're only two points behind. You're not You're That's not fair. far behind at all. Okay. Well, and we still have to get into our fade, sleeper, and favorite. So let's do that now. Um, and that will, you know, round out this this U.S. Open preview here. I'm going to start with a fade. My question is, before we jump into fades, is Phil Mickelson a fade? I would say no, right? No, he's 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 the favorite to miss the cut. He's minus yeah. 300. Okay, I was going to say, like, he's too, he's too, he's not playing, obviously he's a bigger name, but he's he's not playing good golf at all. So I wanted to ask that because I don't think that's going to, that, that wasn't going to be my pick, but I was just curious. Um, I'm going to, I'll start with myself. I'm going to fade another guy uh, from the Live Tour, and it's going to be Dustin Johnson. Um, I think the biggest reason behind this is he's got a, a lot of distractions going on right now off off the course. Obviously, with Live Golf, he's got to answer all those questions all week. Um, and he didn't look that impressive just, just one under in the Live Golf event. Um, he missed the cut at the PGA Championship. Uh, he's also missed the cut at two other PGA Tour events earlier in the season. Um, he's just not playing good golf. He's, I don't think he's in a good headspace right now, to be honest, with all the distractions surrounding him heading into the U.S. Open. Um, this is kind of a risky pick because obviously it's a bigger name and a guy that, like we talked about, he very well could 
uh, be inside the top 20. But I think everything is pointing right now to him uh, missing the cut. So, Mike, who do you got for your fade? Yeah, I mean, I, I have the same fade as you. No way, really? DJ? Oh, man. Okay. I think it's easy. I feel like it's such an easy fade because he wasn't playing great golf all season. Then he goes to live, and now there's all this controversy around him. For me, it's the fade. Now, it could help him you know, that he's kind of like the villain now, but I'm still taking him as my fade. I have a guy with the same odds, but it's a different guy. What what are guys, what are DJ's odds, by the way? I think it's plus one seventy two to miss the cut. This is according to FanDuel. I just looked this up. Got it. Uh, also, plus one seventy two to miss the cut is Mito Pereira. I mm. feel I, I'm going to fade the hot hand a little bit. Um, I don't think he can recreate the. How has he been well. after the PGA? That's my question. Uh, that's that's a fat, fantastic question. I don't have the answer to. Uh, uh, I feel like he probably. I mean, we haven't heard anything from him, so he probably hasn't done much right and i i just feel like he played so well and couldn't get there i i don't see him bouncing back in a very big way here so i'm gonna say Mito Pereira misses the cut let's see i'm looking it up right now okay he was uh, not bad he was he was seventh at charles schwab and third tied for seventh and then tied for 13th at memorial so that's not bad at all uh really not bad but um yeah, I don't know. I I, th- I think he's still kind of probably grieving and responding from such a tough uh, loss um, at the PGA. But anyway, uh, next we're going to go to our sleeper. Um, I've got two, and I need to decide between one of them. So I'm going to let Mike go first on this one. Mike, who is your sleeper? I'm going to go Brian Harmon. Uh, I think what? he's a grinder. I think he's someone that, you know, when it's tough golf, he's great at it. He hasn't missed the cut since 2015 at the U.S. Open. He's missed it twice in 2012 and 2015. Since then, he's finished second in 2017, 36th in 2018, 38th in 2020, and then 19th in 2021. So, you know, he's someone, he's going to play good golf, I think. He's going to make the cut. So I think that already gives you good odds that he might finish inside the top 20. So I'm going to go with him. My turn? Yeah, Chris, go ahead. Uh, I only got uh, one pick correct at the PGA, and so I'm going to go back to the well and say Max Homa finishes in the top 20. Mm. He somehow is plus 170 to do that. It feels like a mortal lock to me. Uh, So I'm going to go Max Homa. So that was one of the two guys I was thinking about. But since, Chris, you and I had so many picks, actually all picks the same for the top 20, I'm going to go with the other guy I was thinking about, and that's Aaron Wise. Um, His odds are 80 to 1. Um, he finished second at Memorial in his last tournament. He was 23rd at the PGA Championship. So just outside the top 20 at the PGA, he's been playing better golf. Uh, I think that's going to continue on here to the U.S. Open. He's just going to crack the top 20. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, with Aaron Wise there. Definitely make the cut, I think, overall for sure. Um, all right, here's our favorite. Uh, Mike, do you have a favorite? Are you, mm-hmm. are you, are you prepared? Okay, I'm going to go with you yeah, then, so Mike. I actually put it when I was filling out the – Doc, I put in your name pick, so maybe I maybe I just dreamt that, and you actually have the same pick. What do you mean? What do you mean? We'll see. Did you write in your picks yet? Oh no, I didn't. Okay, so then I wrote in your slot. That's what happened. Oh okay, okay. Well, I'm going Zalatoris. (laughs) That's my pick. No way, it's not. (laughs) Wait, did you write it in yet? No, I didn't. I actually wrote in your Uh, pick slot. Yeah, I mean, no, I didn't. That that's my pick. Uh, He hasn't won a, a tour victory yet, and he's been close at these majors. I think this could be the one where he pulls through. We saw that you know, with DeChambeau kind of in 2020 with someone who had not been established himself on the PGA Tour finally get that win. I can't win. believe that's so funny. That, I'm yeah. going to go Zalatoris. I'm, I thought you were just going to do the classic Rory. He's such an easy pick this week. I, 
I already know. I don't like picking Rory just because I feel like he's too inconsistent. I know, but and, we said the same thing about Scotty at the Masters, and then it's a yeah. win. So well, it's- I'll go. I'll go real quick here, just because I also have Will Zalatoris. Um, like you said, Mike, it's just a matter of time before he wins a major. Um, you know, obviously sixth at the Masters, second at the PGA, fifth last time out at the Memorial. Um, I think it's about figuring the putter out. It's about figuring that short game out. The, does um, the doesn't he do the one that's I think he does, right? The long. Does the he long have the putter? long putter? Chris, you would know this. Does he? Have no, he put he puts cross handed. He puts weirdly. I don't. Know. He can't get something weird. Yeah, he's not a regular putter. So it's about figuring that out for four days, which I think he can do. Um, he you know hasn't done that. You know, I feel like so far this year, but uh, I I think it's about time that he gets a, a huge win for his a career. For his career, he's a great golfer. Um, he's a good guy to root for as well. So yeah, he's he's my guy. In addition to you, Mike, Chris, who you got? Yeah, you guys mentioned it, and it's boring as hell. I understand, but when he's on, I think he's the best player. On, I think he's the best golfer on planet Earth. Is is, is he right better now. than when Morikawa is on? Who is this? We first have of a bigger all? sample size. We're talking about Rory McIlroy, of course. Okay, which is my pick. I wasn't favorite. sure if you're going to say Chef, uh, if you're going to say Scotty. No, because I'm, I'm looking at the document too yeah. right now. No, oh, okay, yeah. there you go. So you already, I, I already wrote it in. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think. When everybody's playing their best game, Rory McIlroy is the best golfer on planet Earth, and I don't even know that it's close. Like there was a time where that was DJ. Are you talking about talent, like like talent wise, like exactly? Like, yes, and I agree with it that. It yeah. feels like this live thing has fueled him. That win to get over Greg Norman has fueled him to the point where he is going to go psycho mode this week, and and win. Maybe not going away, but win pretty comfortably. So I'm going to go with Rory who's plus a thousand to win and like minus money to, to finish in every category they have on the, on the betting sites. Like he is the runaway favorite. You're not getting anything by betting on him. Um, wait, you know, I'm not, it's just a pick. So it doesn't really matter to me. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. feels like the easy selection and I might as well go with it. I tell you, if Rory wins this golf tournament, that would be an incredible scene with what's been going on with obviously him speaking for the PGA Tour. Uh, winning that major I think would be huge. I think a lot of guys, um, including I think all three of us, will be rooting uh, for Rory McIlroy among our picks as well. But I think that's going to just wrap up this episode. Um, the U.S. Open preview is crazy. Since we started on the green, this is now the third major we've been able to do, uh, which has been awesome. And originally, it was just meant to be a major podcast. I'm just, I love how it's been so much more. Yeah, and we've been able to do. This has been a PGA Tour podcast, which is why yeah, we're so it. proud of the PGA Tour because we've been. And, we've but been we don't shy away from the tough issues. We'll talk about the live golf. Of course, of course. Look, I, I was on two podcasts in my FUV career. This one. And uh, five on three, we, we I've had to talk geopolitical issues on both. Uh, I had to talk a lot of Putin and Panarin on the five on oh, three. Oh yes, I forgot to be. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, against the geopolitical conversation. Uh, you know, I don't love it, but I, I'm used to it now. So go, uh, go PGA Tour, go America, and uh, <laughs> the Live Tour. Um, I hope doesn't work. Hopefully, like it's going to go. yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with the Live Tour. Uh, we'll see, you know, going forward, but. All eyes, of course, will be on the U.S. Open this weekend, which should be uh, super fun to watch. And, you know, I think that's going to do it for this edition of On the Green. Sam Davis, Mike Calamari, Chris Hennessy, thank you so much for calling in. On the Green is a production of WFUV Sports.